Hello and welcome to PrepCast, the podcast dedicated to MBA and master's preparation. My name is Zornitsa and I'm here to tell you all about the GMAT score and how companies might use it to recruit new talent. Thank you to Valentin Vasilev who researched and compiled the insights I'm going to share with you today. The GMAT. It is one of the key elements in business school application. Once applicants gain admission to their dream program, they may think the GMAT is history. After all, the score is valid for five years, which is way beyond the duration of an MBA or master's. So applicants may think that it has served its purpose. What remains are memories of the preparation and the nervousness on test day. The GMAT is a thing of the past, right? Well, not necessarily. For some, the GMAT score remains key testimony to their skills even after graduation. The reason? Employers in certain industries often look into GMAT scores as part of their hiring. So let's talk a little bit about how organizations use test scores when recruiting new talent. It is no secret to anyone that employers view the GMAT as a reliable way to assess the aptitude of candidates. Listen to what editor Ann Vander May wrote in an article for Bloomberg more than 10 years ago. For a select group of companies, mostly top consulting, finance and banking firms, employers routinely look to MBA graduates' GMAT scores as a reliable standard measurement of academic prowess. This is a fact that may be well known to MBA students in the thick of the job search but it is relatively unknown among applicants when they're taking the test. Particularly when jobs are tight and every element of each resume takes an added weight, test scores can be the difference between an interview and the dustbin. At this point, you're probably wondering, what is a good score for a recruiter? This is certainly one of the most frequently asked questions when it comes to GMAT scores. According to Dozi Azotam, who is a consultant at a large test preparation and admissions consulting company called Veritas Prep, companies that put an emphasis on the GMAT are looking for you to break a threshold. He says, The standard tends to be at the 700 mark. If your score is below this threshold, your chances of securing an interview or an offer at these firms may be a bit more difficult. However, he points out that every firm has different requirements towards the GMAT. In fact, you may never truly know the real weight of your scores within the recruiting process. When we look at online message boards, we see that the topic only grows in popularity. There are countless questions from people who want to know if their GMAT scores matter in their job search and what type of companies look at test scores. There are also accounts of people who claim they have secured job interviews partially or mainly thanks to their GMAT. And there are even recruiters who admit that they closely review GMAT scores. So, then it comes as no surprise. GMAC, which is the organization that owns the exam, 
felt inspired by applicants and decided to do some research. Check out what they found. Almost one-third of employers use the GMAT in their hiring decisions. The exam is especially popular among recruiters in the finance sector. Almost 40% of those polled admitted that they consider exam scores in their hiring decisions. GMAT scores also play a significant role in hiring at companies in consulting, manufacturing, energy and utilities, products and services, and technology. What else? The survey also found that GMAT use in hiring is consistently high across geographies and company profiles. This means that no matter if you're looking for a job in Asia, the US or Europe, or at a publicly traded company, a startup, and even at a family-run farm, you're very likely to have your GMAT score checked out by recruiters. Vineet Chabra leads the global team that oversees the planning and delivery of the GMAT. For him, the use of scores in hiring decisions makes sense. The GMAT is designed for business school. Its metrics are designed to predict first-year business school performance, but there is a larger theme as to the skills you develop while preparing for the GMAT. Mr. Chabra says skills such as problem-solving and integrated reasoning are in high demand in the real business world. During the 2019 GMAT Test Prep Summit, the integrated reasoning section was at the center of the discussion in the context of its importance for employers. Listen to what Mr. Chabra has said on the topic. Especially in consulting, financial services and technology, where you need a multidimensional perspective on problem solving, employers are looking at integrated reasoning in a fairly significant way as part of their GMAT evaluation in hiring decisions. The integrated reasoning section was introduced in 2012. It measures your ability to analyze data and evaluate information in multiple formats and from multiple sources. What is interesting is that business schools specifically requested the creation of this section. They wanted a section that tests the ability of applicants to make sound decisions after analyzing data in the form of words, charts, graphs, and tables. It turns out these types of skills are not easy to find. According to corporate surveys conducted by GMAG and the Financial Times in 2018, data analysis and interpretation, as well as problem solving, are the skills most difficult to recruit by employers. The GMAT is a challenge but also an opportunity to show both business schools and employers that you have what it takes to succeed. So, prepare for the exam as best as you can and know that your score will play a considerable role in your future career. Thank you for listening to this episode of PrepCast and stay tuned for the next one.